This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big cracker dolls and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money. Yo, what up though? It's your man Jay Johnson, aka the Tim Foyo Hat Titan, aka the conspiracy realist, aka the technology snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text him with your green bubbles. AKA I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, cause all the girls say J U Ice, Young Caesar, cause you know you can't roam without me. Mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark cause they couldn't find another animal just like me. AKA the West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was. And the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? I feel like I'm moving in slow motion because I'm high. (laughs) (laughs) And it's your man, Dame, going wild. The West Side Landlord, the Pride of PA, High Chief Dame, don't fuck around. The liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite dame, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. Should I add the last one on? Should I add my nigga Mo Dirty? And niggas don't know heartbreak till they come home early. And it's smelling like some other cologne. And it's a box of condoms on the floor and all the rubbers is gone. Let's go. That's got to be a heartbreaking feeling that you come. You know, you normally get home from work at 5, but you stroll in at 4.30. Yeah. It smell like Savage. And it's a box of magnums and they all gone and tore up on the floor and your lady sleep on the couch. Yeah, that that butt that, naked. That got to be a, a, <laughs> a horrible thing. That's the way to start your weekend. Yeah. Uh welcome back, Shop Talk Podcast, episode one forty eight. Okay. Um and Are I, we doing something big for one fifty or no? Nah? No. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that's a, it's a milestone, though. It's not really 150 episodes. No, because in no, it's not because the two year anniversary would be. I mean, three years would be in June, so it'd be like so we celebrate twice. No, uh, but listen, man. Before we even do that, I gotta start off this. I gotta start off this episode uh, with some love and for for one of our father soldiers, man. I want to get some clear. Oh man, it's terrible. That if you lost the shotgun show, you would take off for a year. And this motherfucking death. And this motherfucker He said that if you lost the shotgun show, he would take off for a And I got to do Straight to the motherfucking body bag. Verb, body bag. Rex, body bag. Modin Lux, put your body bag in a body bag. Man, rest in peace to Tech Nine, man. Yeah, man. Philly legend. Man, that's sad, man. Young brother. 32 years old, dog. Hey, man, you never know when the Lord's going to say your time is up. Man, it was like I was just watching him online on Friday. Then Monday, he gone. I mean, you just never know. <laughs> and like, it's and really, that's not even like a joke. You just yeah. Rest in peace to Tech 9, man. Like, Man, that, that battle against Miles, that was tough to watch. Dog, that, that was the audio we listened to. That was from yeah. the first Summer Madness, dog. <laughs> like, that was tough to watch, especially because, like, Miles fucking uh x factor they was like really running shit back then yeah like this the midwest was moving miles x factor tech mook rex like them was that is what the whole battle rap culture was built off of yeah. the first person with the stage performance the showmanship like he controlled the crowd 
Like every time when he walked up there, S P I two T A G E, the whole crowd just starts saying at the same time, man. First nigga would kind of like his own catchphrase. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Not yeah. everybody got him. Absolutely, it's not with standard. You you have to have a catchphrase. So I hate some of them. R.I.P. to Tech Nine, man. A great uh, battle rapper out of Philly and just a hip hop historian or hip hop. Like, so you know what's so interesting is after he moved out from the battle joint, he went and was a commentator on the pay per views because there are pay per views for for battle raps now. Yeah, and he's like the that's what boxers do. Like you transition out and now you like the expert. And I watch Champion, dog. Even though they stole the blue and the black, but uh, yeah, like they I, did, they did. I, I watched Champion, man. That's it's messed up, man. Because in this situation, it's like it's nobody to be mad at. It's like like a person who did something like just natural causes. Yeah, man. So, R.P. to Tech Nine. Y'all know this podcast was actually about to be a, a, a about battle rap, was battle rap be, and boxing. Yeah, like, it's gonna be a huge part of it, but it just kind of grew his own legs yeah so rp man so uh episode 148 we back 148 first 48 one yeah i still feel like we kick should the do music something in. for the 150 kick the music in 148 no. 150 was, should be celebrated why 150 i don't know man i just feel like it's some motherfucking accomplishment how many weeks in a year 52 so in six more episodes, it'll be three years. Like, why would you do? Why would you celebrate and then six? Nigga, I don't care what your logic is. I'm just saying. Huh? <laughs> like in six episodes, it'd have to be another celebration. Okay, then. So it's two celebrations. One of them going to feel weak. I feel like one of your kids is born here. The other's born there. Do you shit one out of a birthday party? What? Wait, one more time? One of your kids is born in fucking April. The other born in May. Does one not get a birthday party? I don't know about this analogy <laughs> game. I don't know, man. I don't know, dog. It feel like it makes sense, but I could be, you, you know. know. I mean, uh, we did one for the 100 because 100 is like. Yeah, okay. now it's another 50. All right, man. You you got your opinion. I got my opinion. We disagree to disagree. We meet, we meet somewhere in the middle. Yeah, that's you know that's it. And it'll be the fucking three year. be the, the fucking meet in the middle. Well, no, the meet in the middle will end up being Urban Podcast Month. Yeah. Um. Which is going to be the three year anniversary of the studio. That's going to be like in May. So it'll be, you know. All right, man. Whatever. You'll appease. You'll f- <laughs> find some fucking way to appease me. Uh, I'm just saying, man. Anyway, dog, how was your week, dog? Uh, week was cool, man. My doctor took me off to like chill for the week. So I have done absolutely not shit. He took you off work? Yeah. Shout out to my nigga, Dr. Ruben, because he did not even fucking hesitate to take me off work. Well, can he take me off work? Shit. Yeah. Hey, I asked him, there, can I get it like a day or two? He's like, we'll start with a week and see how you feel. When I jack my leg up, it's not 100% healed, like, but I should have went off. Go see the nigga. He kind of eclectic. He got like dogs walking around the office. Eh, I don't know how sanitary <laughs> it is in the, in the doctor's office. What kind of dogs? Like nigga, a cocker spaniel and a big ass black dog. A black dog, just walking around the office. Yeah, man, I don't, I'm not like a dog person like that. Like with other people, dogs. Yeah, it was strange. It was strange. Cocker spaniels shit a lot. <laughs> hey, man, I nigga is eclectic. Yeah, uh, but he got dogs in the office. I got rabbits, unfortunately. As pets? No, but um, it was been it's been a rabbit in my backyard like all through the winter time, and I can't get you a pit bull. You get rid of that problem. I came out this morning, and it was two rabbits on the, on the front grass. So like they've multiplied apparently, and I, I don't want to deal with the rabbits. That that Rottweiler you got ain't putting in no work. I don't think that I ain't seen that dog since that night. Oh, so I don't know. Probably killed. Shot him he could have, he could have, he could have, because if he was out, clearly he was out without his master, he could have ran away. Yeah. He, he almost took my life, so I don't, I don't, I don't have too much, uh, but, too much compassion. But I'm trying to think this week, everything else been kind of chill, man. I just been maxing and relaxing. You know, I ain't, if it, if it costs me too much energy, I you just look, ain't doing it. You look really high. I, I am, man. <laughs> like I just can't even I can't even hold it in. I am. You look really high, Phil. Did you did you uh reach out to Hashcap? Nah, man. <laughs> just good old street marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody I knew that had the bag and like nigga, this shit first of all, this shit is fucking fire. 
whatever she gave me. And the fact that like I ain't seen her in a minute, like she gave me a little bit extra, and I'm 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 gone. You gotta call hash cat. <laughs> I I would next time, but I mean I was just in the streets moving, man. I, I'm not. I put somebody up on hash. You're, you're not moving, actually. <laughs> with this, boot. I feel like I'm moving. <laughs> like everything is in slow motion and shit. Like nigga, I could grab a fish. You, know? you are physically in, in slow motion, and you are figuratively in slow motion oh, because man. of the marijuana. Bro. I mean, fuck it. <laughs> it's Friday night. Nigga ain't got no kids. What you supposed to do? Get high. I mean, I still made it to work. I thought you was off. I'm talking about here. Oh. I still made it here on time, nigga. That's what's up. Shit. Now, is it? Can can I share my story time with? I'm about to say you. You said you had a, a a story time going on. Let me find this music for you, dog. And I got a really dark story time with Dame. If we get to, if we touch on Cardi B today, oh, we are gonna get to that. Okay, because I got definitely one of the. Let's uh. Yeah, I need the whole intro. This is such an underrated album. No one's ever listened to this whole album. Nigga, I've listened to this whole album <laughs> several times. Besides Black Superman, this song, if no one's ever listened to this whole album, dog. Well, maybe been the cassette tech days because you, wow. you didn't have an option, but like, no, no one's listening to this, dog. <laughs> I'm just saying, dog. No one's listening to this shit. Besides this song, because this is fire. I've listened to this whole album several times. But whatever. The cassette, baby. <laughs> yeah, it was on cassette, nigga. That's why you had to listen. Because <laughs> I wanted to listen to it. You know, if you hit stop or rewind too many times, your shit going to fuck, fuck it up. <laughs> so the song you want to listen to is dead. It's dead. on the other side. Oh, man, I can't stand you. So <laughs> just jumping in my week. You know, nigga been in pain. This boot ain't, ain't no fucking hoe. Some days the motherfucker feel like an Air Max. Other days it feel like a 3,000-pound bitch that's, mm. like, dragging on my fucking calf. Mm. So, anyway, this one day in particular, it felt like the 3,000-pound bitch. Okay. So, I woke up Wednesday, and uh, I had procured some Vicodin pills from a source because I couldn't get them bitches filled at, like, CVS, shit like that. So, I was in a lot of pain. I said, man... I'm gonna take. I, I had to drop my babies Pain off from the foot. Yeah, I said I got to drop my babies off to school. I can take this. I ain't got shit to do till about ten, ten thirty, so I can catch like another hour, hour and a half nap. Because like they all got to be in school by seven thirty. So bet. I have no idea why school starts so early. No, nah, it's it's moronic to me. They start at seven thirty, and then these niggas getting out at two thirty. Like who's available during this time frame? Like, why ain't we change school? Anyway, go ahead. No, the hours should be changed. It should be in school from 9 to fucking 5. Y'all should be in school 30 minutes before we need to be at work. <laughs> yeah. And get out 30 minutes after work. Right. For normal people drive time. Like, I don't get it. But that's that's just the way it's set up. So anyway, I said I ain't got shit to do till 10, 10, 30. I'm running the crib. Catch me another, you know, hour, hour and a half nap. Like, give me a good nod in. So I stopped at Timmy Ho-Ho's, got me some breakfast. <laughs> yeah, that's my spot. They got this bacon bagel. I've never heard it referred to as Timmy Ho-Ho's, by the way. Well, first time for everything, my <laughs> nigga. So I stopped at Timmy's, got me this uh, bacon bagel and some, or- some overpriced orange juice, given the fact that I was headed back home. Yeah. But whatever, I paid the cost. So I stopped, grabbed that shit, and I pull up in my driveway. I kind of pull up in the backyard. And I'm like, well, I'm going to finish eating this shit, and I'm just going to go in the house. So I turned the car off, and I just sat there for a second. Nigga, I woke up (laughs) at 12.15. Like, my kids were getting out of school for a half day at 12.45. I slept in the driveway damn near five fucking hours with the car on. I was fucked. Jesus Christ, dang. So that's just the beginning of the day. I, I I just wanted to point something out, man. About, ahead, brother. about three weeks ago on this show, you was like, I'm about to get my life together. Yeah, yeah. As, far, as, as, far as, as far as my diet. As far as my diet. Okay. No. Yeah, I'm not eating a lot of bullshit these days. Just taking illicit drugs. <laughs> I mean, you know, you mix and match until you find the right, right fit. All right, go ahead. Man. So anyway, I go pick up the babies and shit from the half day. Now, I'm parked. And I just feel like this caravan, which is parked way too close to me, because my depth perception is... It's pretty good on the average day. 
<laughs> this nigga used depth perception. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty fucking cold on the average day. Okay, so I picked the kids up. Everybody loaded in the car. You know how you hear that stupid beep when you back up, and it get louder when you allegedly get closer and shit. Allegedly, yeah, allegedly, because you know I got an older truck, so that shit might be off a little few centimeters and shit. I don't know if you got to get that checked. I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a detour again. About a about a month and a half, two months ago, I did hit somebody's car. This exact same situation <laughs> happened, and you hit someone's car after a beat. Yeah, so the same thing kind of happened. Just want to point that out to you. I'm at the kids' school, and I hit whoever van behind me like hard as fuck. I mean, to the point where my kids was like, "Dad, are you okay?" I said, "We just got, we just got to drive off. We just got to drive off because I don't, uh, no, we just got to drive off. Jump out and check and make sure our shit ain't fucked up." We straight? All right, we're just going to drive off. So <laughs> that was the middle of my day. So now I'm kid-free and shit. This is Wednesday. This is my first day without, like, the kids. So normally I keep that day open because I just want to do what the fuck I want to do because I've been on full-time dad for, like, three days. I don't give a fuck what nobody else want to do. Damn, you could be the worst driver I know, dog. I'm I'm up there. I'm up there. <laughs> you can find. You know, I'm a, I'm up this there. This podcast alone, you've had at least five accidents. Five accidents. No, man. People have had accidents with me. I never had accidents with them. <laughs> Your car has come in contact with other cars and objects at at least five times. Allegedly, I've, I haven't been caught that many times. So anyway, this is <laughs> fucking Wednesday. My Wednesday night, like I said, I keep that bitch open because you know what? I just got kid free. I don't want to do what the fuck you want to do. I want to do what I want to do. So Wednesday, you know, I got a little fire in me. I said, I want tacos tonight. It's cool. (laughs) I was like, I want tacos tonight. It's this place in Mexican town where I love to get tacos from. That's like they specialty. Went down (laughs) Mexican town. I mean, whatever. I went down there. I got my tacos, you know, I'm already fried, so I'm driving back to the crib. I'm like, man, I want a slush. Because, you know, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I want the sugary taste of water in my mouth because I'm high as shit? So I put on Twitter, I was like, am I tripping? But is there a Sonic downtown? So I just rode around for a little bit because I said, I know it's got to be a Sonic Downriver <laughs> in the area. So people were kind enough to hit me back on Twitter that like there's no Sonic downtown because I'm tripping on a GPS. Like, why the fuck you keep trying to take me out to Royal Oak? I know it's one like off Jefferson or something like it down river. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> there should be a Sonic off Jefferson. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Can the city of Detroit make that happen yeah, for Jefferson me? Jefferson and Goddard. <laughs> no, man. Like, Northline or something. Like next to the next to that. Ain't there checkers? It, no, there's a checkers downtown. I know for sure that. I have no idea. So, I mean, make a sign that close by. Get them niggas some competition. But transform the bitch into something else. You was know? you high? Oh, yeah. I was I was fucking, oh, I was fucking slathered. Are you still going off the Vicodin? Like, what's going on? Like, is you fooling the whole day? Yeah, it was an all-day type of thing. I, I made it into like Are you two, sure that was Vicodin? I I promise you, and it was just one. It was just one. Oh, no, nigga, what was what did they give you the Viking in? Was it? Was, was, did they hand to hand that shit to you in tinfoil? <laughs> she gave she gave me three <laughs> and it's wrapped up. It's wrapped up tinfoil. Damn, that was not Viking. No. Look, man, I pulled up to the house at like twelve oh five. I said a prayer because like, thank you, Lord, for guiding me back here. Because I'm 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 done. I'm done. I could have ended up anywhere and called it home. But I made it back to my house. I dragged this 300-pound bitch back in back in the dough. I just went to bed. Nigga, I woke up. My jeans were laying next to me. <laughs> I just said, thank you, Lord. Children and fools. Pick, pick you one that day. I was fucked up. Nigga, that wasn't Viking, fam. <laughs> I don't know what it was. but clearly. I pray it was. I pray it was. Jesus Christ. I had to go back to work Monday. I want him to drug test me because I'm going <laughs> to fail. I'm going to fucking fail. I had to get one of my kids to pee in a cup. You was high for 18 hours. Yeah, I was. Between that and the weed, like, I feel like when I stopped, that weed just, like, took over. It was like, it was, 
It was like a uh, a baton race. <laughs> <laughs> one dropped off, the other one was like, "Bitch, I got the anchor," oh, <laughs> and shit. it kept going. Man, that's wild. Oh bro. man, that's wild. Thank God. <laughs> Call his name, man. <laughs> you still high, nigga? <laughs> it's it's three days later. I am nigga. fucking fried right now. What was I? What was I thinking? I don't know. Oh man, I don't know. Oh man! <laughs> but we 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 have a special guest in the in the. Building. We do. We got a special uh, guest in in the joint. Uh, first, of, there's a lot of things I can say about this young lady. We've been friends since tenth grade English class, and I probably tried to cheat off of her. Uh, she's an amazing scholar, artist, author, uh, mother, woman. You know, just a champion of all things black people. She's very familiar with your Damon ways. I mean, you got to understand this friendship literally has been 20 plus years. So like when I talk about fucked up shit, like there's people in this room that have witnessed, like I've known De'Ara right here since like third or fourth grade. When I talk about crazy shit, like there's people that have actually witnessed this foolishness and I love them to death and I call them my friends. Mm. And Kena is like one of my nearest and dearest friends. So, you know, we like to introduce to the show Kena Day. Welcome back. Thank Friend you. of the show. Yeah. Yes. So good to be back. We here. weren't in, I don't think we was in this suite the first time you came. No, you, came you guys have definitely uh elevated up in here. Yes. Yeah, business good is, to be here. Business is doing doing as well. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. we was downstairs before like, yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's good to be back. Good we'll to have, have you have back. You back. Uh, do you think Dame was on Viking the other day? <laughs> It wasn't cocaine. Well, um, no, it was not cocaine. But I did read your tweets that evening, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you were not spelling things correctly, and I was trying not to get all grammar Nazi on you. So, yeah, you know, so I don't know. It was something. He was on something, but not cocaine. <laughs> I don't know if the cocaine would, would, wouldn't last that long. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, can you put a. Molly, if they start making a coke know. pill, <laughs> that shit could change the game. Oh man! Wow. Uh, yeah, just wow. Um, so we're glad to have you back. Yeah, uh, but there's there's a reason why we got you here. I mm-hmm. mean, number one, I know you in town to uh, you know for family celebration, but you just released your second book, mm-hmm. and uh, we definitely want to hear about it. Hear hear the inspiration behind it. And you got to tell the people where they can find it at. Before, is this the book that you were writing the last time that you were here? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Yes, it is. And it came out and it is doing very well. It's um, sold out Amazon three times now. Awesome. And you out. we're Check doing you a really out. good job. So I'm super excited. And the name of this piece? It is Aphrodisiacs. And uh, you want me just to get into what yeah, it's about? Because yeah. you're going to jump in on these topics what is late. I know, yeah. I know. And that's always so exciting. <laughs> All the rabbit <laughs> holes, we're going to go down with that. But yeah. Aphrodisiacs is a book about black love, but it is in two parts. The first is um, just a discussion about like how black love, in my belief, is our move towards black liberation and what we need to do to you know, fix this oppressive situation that we find ourselves in in this fourth century of, um, you know, our existence here in America. And so I really just kind of share some poetry on the different aspects of what that looks like. I also kind of introduce that work um, from the work of Constance Weaver, who is the um, architect of womanism. I know a lot of people talk a lot about black feminism and things like that, but she is the architect of uh, Africana womanism. And so she just talks about like black love and black family being like what we need to piece together to really push us towards fixing um, what's going on in America, especially with this horrible president we have right now. Is that what is that what Africana womanism is? It's a part of it. She really just talks about it's not that because like black feminism or the idea of feminism really just separates men from women. But Africana womanism says, no, we have to work together at the end of the day, like black men and black women have to 
you know, push each other towards excellence and making sure that we kind of, you know, understand our power within the work that we will between each other. So um, I talk a lot about that and I, you know, share that throughout poems. So I talk a lot about (laughs) marriage and cleaving and submission and, you know, just all of the different ways that black love looks for us and ideally what that should be for us and how we can get back to that. But then as I was writing that section and what really took this book so long was that historical part because people don't really understand like how we got into this situation in the first place. Right. What happened in Africa? How did they, what were we like in Africa? You know what I'm saying? What were those tribes like? What was those, you know, situations like for our people? And then when they stole us from our places, like how did they oppress us? What was the actual steps to doing that? I break all of that down, and then I just kind of share how they dismantled black love throughout history and how that manifests within us now. And then I give some steps as to what we need to do to fix that predicament and Mm. what we can do to move forward. I give people some suggestions on books they can read with their families. I also give suggestions as a lot of things that we don't know in school. And one thing that we talked about last time is just, you know, as an educator, a lot of the things we don't learn in school But, like, people don't realize, like, the Harlem Renaissance was actually, like, not by an accident. W.E.B. Du Bois put that together on purpose to make sure that people can learn the stories of African Americans. That was, like, social justice through literature. Or you have, like, Madam C.J. Walker. She didn't, like, come up with that money. She went to her church, and her church gave her a seed grant. And they started her business, and that's how she was able to build it. I talk about all of those historical things that we did as black people that we do not learn in school that we can actually use and learn from to put some contemporary spins on it to move our families forward. So that's what this book is about. It's powerful. That's excellent. (laughs) So when you said something about the Harlem Renaissance, it, it made me think of a conversation that I had in one of these group chats that I was in um, in the month of February. Somebody was like, uh, they told the kids to do um, a book report on somebody black. And then one of the kids did a, a report on Drake. And they was like, wow, man, like, look how messed up the children are or whatever. And I was like, like, I guess I can see why they would say that because Drake is, is a rapper or whatever. But I was like, when we grew up, we was listening or learned about the Harlem Renaissance, specifically and the jazz players and the musicians and all these different things. I'm like they was musicians and like we learned about them and now Drake is a musician now, but I, it's like kind of looked at differently for some reason. So if you say Madam CJ Walker, cause it's hip hop more or less. And the, the musicians that we came up understanding were like classical musicians. Right? So like this comparison I'm about to make is probably going to sound wild, but if I got, um, say Madam CJ Walker and then I got like a, what's Gucci man wife who do the, the, the Keisha. Yeah. Kior, yeah. Who got the, the makeup lines and all this hair and stuff like that. Like, well, that's the same thing. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, so we got people who do music, who do hair, make, uh, waist trainers or whatever it is. Yes. Like, we look Just at somebody it, like Master P. But that's why I'm really glad you brought that up because on the last part of the book, the outro, I really kind of break that down because I need people to make those same types of connections. So basically, I will give something in the historical past to break down like what this was in the past, what it could look like in a contemporary um, way, and then how we can like kind of change what's going on with us. So I give that in many different examples on what we can do. So an example of that would be with um, Marcus Garvey, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a lot of people don't know what his UNIA, um, that man was killing, like first of all. And a lot of people also don't know that Y'all know J. Edgar Hoover, right? The one mm-hmm. that took down everybody's civil rights. Well, the first one that he took down was Marcus Garvey. And yeah. people do not realize that's where he started his career. Well, Marcus Garvey was like killing the game. Co-ops and stuff like that. That stuff started with him. Not with started with him, but that idea was really prevalent in the black community because a lot of people, we, all we had was each other in segregated communities. Right. So if I wanted to start a business, I was getting with my homeboy down the street and we're going to yeah. talk about how we're going to open this grocery, right? So five or six of them would get together and stuff like that and open a uh, grocery store. A lot of our, our companies would start like that. And so Marcus Garvey would put 
put together a like network of people who would do that. And they were sewing to that together and really like push that kind of stuff out. So I really break down like what Marcus Garvey did in that time and give an example. Okay, so this is how we can do this now. And this is an example of how it's being done now. Yeah. People just need to understand everything is cyclical. Everything repeats like ain't nothing new. We might have to to segregate ourselves. So and what I mean by that is I am for segregation, by just choice. not forced segregation. Right. Like if y'all want to work over here, if you want to work over there, you can. But I don't want you. I, I'm not allowed to do this, but we do need to get back together. But we see that in other communities like so often, like there's, you know, like, like we said, we here in Oak Park, there's a high Jewish community. When you go down to Mexican village, it's a high concentration of, you know, Hispanics. When you go sit to, what is it? Uh, oh man, Hamtramck. Polish. Yeah. Hamtramck. We know where the, the Dearborn, like Metro Detroit is one of the most segregated communities. That's right. Definitely. You know what I mean? So, and we don't have that same luxury, unfortunately. Like, we think we live in a black community, but we live in a white community. Oh, that's so right. We li- Like, we literally, we are black people living inside of a white community because we don't own all the stuff that's around us. That's so right. we live there, but this is not the black community. The that's black right. community would be if I own the liquor store, if I own the barbershop, if I own the charter school, if I owned the gas station, if I owned that's right the pharmacy or whatever, then I can say I live in a black community. No, you live in a white community. And that's community. what we really need to get back to. And I talk a lot about Tulsa, like, you know, yeah. Greenwood and um, Black Wall Street. A lot of people don't even know how that built up. Like, they literally had black millionaires go out there, a few, and start that whole process. And they would, like, have rooming houses and have people coming from, say, Memphis and, you know, the great migration or whatever. They would go out to Tulsa and live in these rooming houses together until they get a couple dollars. Then they would go out and buy their house. And then, like I said, they would co-op and open these different stores. And before you know it, they would have, like, 12, 13 blocks and nothing but black businesses and black homes and all that. In that community then, that black dollar went around, circulated 26 times before it left our community, 26 times. And the way that it broke down was, again, white fear, white upset, and they tore that community apart. I mean, and it was like difficult for them to build it back up. Here with the black bottom area. Yep. Yeah. I'm just going to put it, I'm going to drop a freeway right through all that's y'all That's right. Stuff. And they find ways to destroy it every single time. And that's why we are where we are now. But you got brothers here like Raphael Wright, who was making the hood great again. Oh, yeah. I just got, all that kind of stuff. I just got a text from him today and things are moving Amazing. Yeah. Good friend. Right of, he's a great friend of mine. And he's getting ready to open that bodega that we've all been kind of sewing into throughout. Like, yeah. I mean, we just need to continue. And then we got to support that. once it's open. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, and we just need to educate because I think yeah. the more that we have conversations like this and put that information out so people can understand the importance of doing that and building black wealth, then we'll get to that. Like, point. it's important that once the bodega opens and then eventually the, the full fledged grocery store that. If you don't live in the Linwood area, that you still drive over there and go there and and, and shop because yeah. I know for for specifically people who live in the city who drive to the Target in West Bloomfield mm-hmm. to go to that specific Target, mm-hmm. right. or you go like you go somewhere else and spend your money outside of your immediate community. So do that with us. That's right. That's what we need to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you got products, maybe you should reach out to them to have those products sold locally because right. we got to keep that money yeah we got and to the other thing that i'm also finding out um because you know i'm out of denver now um when i first met which i was in nashville but i'm in denver now and uh, i'm learning that a lot of our businesses are now not brick and mortar and that's the other thing that we're going to have to figure out too, yeah. is giving them the opportunity to be able to do it in that space instead of just online yeah yes because right now man the city everybody's saying like they making a lot of they they doing all the investing downtown midtown area they not thinking about the neighborhoods Mm -hmm. that's a good thing for right that's right because because they're not thinking about the neighborhoods that means the neighborhoods are still available for you to purchase that's right these houses are very very well now they're cheap they used to be very very cheap before they they switched to move and put their focus on the neighborhoods you need to purchase your neighborhood back but I think that people need to realize it's not that difficult. 
You just need to get in a co-op and understand how to do that with a couple people to start investing. And we got a lot of black brothers and sisters that's doing that in this community mm-hmm. here that can really teach you how to do that with your friends. And we just really need to start getting on it because, see, in other cities, in, say, Baltimore, in it's a lot of different cities. It's just Denver even, Nashville, just the black area is just being bought up, but it's not as big as Detroit. So we still got the opportunity to really reach into our spaces and really build it up before they get to us. Because Once they get to us, it's too late. Man, my father, I, I may have said this before, but my father had a, we had a, I had a conversation with my father, man, and I must, I was in middle school or elementary school, and he was like, listen, and at the time, Detroit was the only area where it cost less to live downtown than it did in other areas. Yeah. Right now, we've done that switch. But he was like, listen, they going to keep pushing everybody out to the suburbs. Once everybody gets out to the suburbs, they go move back in, and then you're not going to have a way to get back. Mm-hmm. There's not a bus system. There's not a transit system that's going to take you from the far out suburbs. So we all got in our mind, the suburbs is where to be, and we left the yeah. city they did a national campaign to make Detroit look as bad as possible to keep dropping those. That's right. Uh, the property values. And now that the property values are low, like we need to purchase. Stop That's saying right. they only focused on downtown and midtown. That's fine. Go buy a house. You know, I got some one, a friend just of mine that work for the land bank. It's a lot of houses still out there for dollars. A lot of $1,500 houses, $3,500 houses. Even if you get the house tore down and you don't live there, you own this X amount pay, of pay the taxes and you call own it a day. this land. So can't nobody do nothing around there unless they do some eminent domain stuff. But yeah. Can't nobody <laughs> do nothing around there without your say so. That's right. But we just need to educate more on that, I think, so people can understand, like, this is the time for us to really fix it. And this is the time for us to really, like, squat up and do it together. Can we co-op the swipers? Because they got the money right now. Yeah. Right. All the ball, like, so instead of going down to Ace of Spades on Monday, like, can y'all, can we or co-op? Or Somerset. Whatever, whatever the day is that y'all was going can we co-op and y'all just buy the neighborhood? Because, mm. like, I y'all think ha- you could put it together, though, Jay. Honestly, like, you got like a you lot got a of plan. excess funds that you're going to do nothing with. Like, mm. buy the neighborhood. So then you can literally tell somebody, what hood you from? Oh, you I bought my hood. Like, because you claim a hood that you don't own nothing in. Your grandma been renting for 35 years. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like some activism. Y'all going to put it together. I mean, I, we, we got to do something. I, I need an intermediary because I don't talk swiper language. <laughs> <laughs> They're a little younger than me. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. now when I go into the gas That's station. That's the new sport. And I see the, the kids in there, I'll be like, hey, young man. Um, you drop something. I make sure I say young man, like, cause I'm. You put that, put that divide between y'all two. 37 years old in <laughs> 17 days. Like, I'm, we are in a different generation. Young man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could be my son, young man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but like, you know, it's, a, we need an intermediary somewhere, cause like, at some point, like, fam, let's buy these houses. Yep. Buy them and tear them, tear them down. Just have a whole, Unfortunately, make a little urban garden or something. Yes, literally. Even if you don't put nothing, well, now the kids can play football and on the grass and not in the street. Whatever. Yeah, just buy. This it don't is the cost perfect much. place for. It. This is the perfect place for, it, and we still got the opportunity to do it before they really start to clamp down on Detroit. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, respect Detroit, man. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not taking no disrespect from Detroit. No, no, not at all. We don't play that shit on this show. I don't play that. It's been a lot of. I feel there's been a lot of disrespect. Is it time to talk about it? It's time to talk about it. All right, let's go. I feel there's been a lot of disrespect to Detroit. and um, Or just people from Detroit. And when you talk about somebody from Detroit, I just feel like you're taking a a shot at Detroit. So uh, everybody's familiar with the Joe Budden podcast. Yeah. I listen. Everyone listen. I'm tired. One of the most popular podcasts out there. I am sick and tired. Like every week I got, I have a, I make a, a a post like another week, another time Joe Buttons is mentioned Big Sean's name. Oh, Every oh. fucking week, you got something to say about Big Sean. You even made him the fucking cover art for your podcast this week. Like at this point, I think you're in love with the man. <laughs> this shit is getting creepy, fam. Like it's been like a year, year and a half. I know a while you said something about it, but like every fucking week. You got something to say about Big Sean. Do you think he baiting him to say something on record? 
Yes, he's baiting them, just how he baited Drake. Yes, you baiting them, but you got a show coming here in Detroit on May 19th. Just so happens that's the day that we was going to do our Urban Podcast Month that we announced two weeks ago. And somehow, every time we say something in this studio, Joe Button in this podcast says exactly the same thing another way. Like, they got the place bugged. I don't know. At first, I was tripping, and it was coincidence, right? But now, it's crazy. But since you So come, we're not going to have our event the same day? I don't know. Probably not. Okay. I mean, they're, they're the regular. I mean, it's a it's a rather big podcast. And we're going to have a podcast event at this. Like, that's, you know, I don't know. It might be bad for business. Yeah. All right. I don't know. But what I'm saying is you're going to be in Detroit. Are you going to keep the same energy with all this big shine slander? And this week, you just a straight lying. Did you see the... Uh, I didn't listen to it this week. I haven't listened to it that, that sh- Matter of fact, let's, let's go to this little freestyle here that uh, Big Sean put on his, uh, his Twitter. And uh, we'll talk about this narrative. Didn't Big Sean just celebrate a birthday like a yeah, few days Yeah, yeah. This, this one, he dropped it on his birthday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so let's listen. Little bitch, please don't act like my friend, be my friend. My mama said, don't act like a man, be a man. Quit going overboard, I think it's finally sinking in. Keep waiting on the beach, you know that be my favorite BPM. Hold up, fuck me over once, you never seeing me again. Fuck me over twice and I'm the last thing you see. Never thought I'd be investing in restaurants with hoes and see my movie theater downtown Detroit opening doors. Dog, I see niggas get buried in suits and never wore suits. That shit can get deep as my Nigerian. And I need therapy too Someone to care for me too Someone who there for me to the point When they not there Still feel like they there for me too My zone is not a comfort zone You can't compare me to you That's mastermind advice Living a life that's overpriced Looking like I sold my soul Bought it back then I sold it twice No, just years in the making Love making is the only thing Happening overnight Look dog, I've been meditating On top of the mountain So many lies spread about me No point in responding I realize that some stars Live way above the so you know he was on there spitting and shit in that he said uh big sean said the word therapy like for like a half a point second so joe goes on this podcast and says big sean is making his album world about roll out about mental health and now he's faking that he has mental health issues and, and he's doing all like where did you get that from this little freestyle like you know what i'm saying like he Unfortunately, Joe, not unfortunately, fortunately, he got the ear of the people. So yeah. whatever he said on this podcast, everybody go and they talk about this shit all week. Um, they talk about this shit all week and whatever he says, um, that like that's the narrative. That's it. Whatever. But like this not true. You just made this shit up. Like he said one word about therapy, and now you done made it. And Joe made a big career off of him being in therapy for a long time. Like, fam, that's what that's for a what your, your whole shit is. You know what I'm saying? So, like, just stop it. Like, every week, you got something else to say. It's about Big Sean. It's about his ex-girlfriend. It's about his his music. He got to, for some reason, he's Big Sean ain't dropped no music in four years. Nigga just released two projects in the last year and a half. Like, yeah. like I don't, like, what are you, like, stop lying. What is, say your beef. Say what, you, say what your issue is with Big Sean. Because at this point, it's weak to me. I think he just wished his actual rap career was like his. And like he is such a clown. Like I just, I'm sorry. And I like Joe. I, 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 I like Joe as a rapper. You know what I'm well. saying? But like, <laughs> what I don't like is he hates though. <laughs> somebody who music career, you can't be talking shit about people who who have better music careers than you. Yeah. Who put out more music than you? Who put out better music than you? Who've made more money in music than you? And who, who music? Has charted better. You can't tell them but how they do music better. But Joe has also established himself as the angry old nigga now. You know what I'm saying? Like the get off my lawn nigga. That's who Joe Button is. Now. I get it. But like when you critiquing music, you can't critique niggas music who's better than who music is better than yours. Like whatever category or what statistic you want to. But judge what if in your mind on. you don't feel like that? Like you don't feel like this nigga is better than me. Okay, but everything because he's always talking about numbers. Like statistically, fam, nothing you've ever dropped has done as good as any of my projects. Not even pump it up. It's a maybe good record. Pump, maybe pump it up is charted higher than anything Big Sean has ever done. I doubt it. I mean, I'm just saying. I that. mean, that was his highest charted record. It's a good yeah. record. You know what I'm saying? But no, 
I'm pretty sure that Joe Button does not have a higher trotting song. I mean, you know, it's, to, to me, it's like I always call it niggas Al Bundy. And, you know, you living off the fame with them five touchdowns in that one game. Like, he still, he still feel like he got it. Mm. He still feel like he can be in the game and be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Who? Joe Button. Mm. And that's why he send these subliminal shots at niggas. Well, the, the, but the the bigger issue is he do this shit all the time. You get on there, yell, we scream, you got all this anger, and then you sit down and meet with a nigga and now he your best friend. Because that's what's going to happen. You're going to sit down with Sean, he going to come in there, and f- for whatever reason, niggas be having issues with Big Sean, the nigga represent Detroit every time he go out. Mm-hmm. Did the nigga not put a, a fucking studio in the, in the school he grew up in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He went to? Mm-hmm. Did he not just... Isn't he currently have a project where he's actually opening up a, a, a new movie theater in the city of Detroit? Downtown Detroit. Nigga, we ain't had one of them in damn near 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Is he open up restaurants with Hove? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what you want him to do? You see him in a Detroit fitted damn near... I heard niggas try to say he wasn't from here. Like, how not? He went to the school you went to. Yeah. Like, that we went to. Like, I don't I don't get it. I don't get the slander. You know what I'm saying? Nigga ain't never said I'm a gangster, I'm a thug, I'm going to shoot niggas up. Like, that's never been his lane. Like, nigga being true to himself. He West Side nigga, you talk about growing up off outer drive. I don't get it, dog. <laughs> I don't get it. And I don't understand this nigga infatuation. If you got a problem... I mean, you be here on you be here on May nineteenth. Hopefully, you want to address it. He won't. He won't. Not in the city. Like I, I literally don't understand it. I literally don't understand. And right now, it's just it's just weak to me that every fucking week I can count on it. Like, all right, where's the Big Sean comment coming? It seemed like you want to bait him into saying something on his record. And then when he say something on his album or on his record, then you have a big podcast explosion. Just mm-hmm. how, like you know what I'm saying. Like I think that. Or shit, maybe we, Joe come back with some bars. I'm I'm telegraphing that shit. Like I see it. Just is no. Just just stay in your media <laughs> lane, dog. Okay. That shit weak. Sean from the city. I'm from the city. I'm rolling with Sean. Fair enough. I fuck with the podcast. I do all that shit. But yeah. I think that shit is weak. Get that man name out your mouth. That shit look gay. That shit look whack. Like you infatuated with this man. Mm. You go to bed thinking about Big Sean all the fucking time. That shit weak. We stand on Detroit versus everybody. Facts. Hey, man, somebody broke into the Detroit versus everybody store twice. Oh, my goodness. And took $60,000 worth of merchandise. Niggas is weak as hell for that shit. Let me tell you something. If you on the street selling stolen Detroit versus everybody shit. You are a whole ass nigga. That man Tommy worked fucking hard Thanks. for that brand, for that building, for us to That's say right. that we got some shit in the city and for you to break up in that bitch and steal that man's Who's hard gonna work. Who's going to buy that, though? Is what? anybody going to buy that? Out the trunk of a car right. and shit. Like, fam, I'm straight. You whack if you buy that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And like, oh, you whack as hell. Are you going to, like, try to sell it out of another store? Because then we really going to, like, hey, right. fam, like, what's, <laughs> like I, don't, I don't get it. No. Mm. I ain't a fan of that shit one bit. Tommy from the city went to Cast Tech, worked hard, and I mean it's it's a reputable clothing brand. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand this shit. And shout out to all you weak ass niggas who keep biting off the Detroit versus everybody style. Like I seen another cut. I mean another company is called Detroit. Insert insert. I'm not even gonna give them no plug, but mm. it looks exactly like Detroit versus everybody. Mm. Like how the the, like come on man. That's weak, man. We get know where you got your whole style. Get your style from, from man. You, man. I know I say you been on my dick, nigga. You love my style. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Let that man cook. But I mean, imitation is the uh, highest form of flattery. No, man. Imitation gets you punched in your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I be hearing you niggas stealing my shit, too. Hey, man, somebody, remember when that nigga stole story time with Dame? Like it was his own shit? I be hearing Nigga, that. this a brand. And I'll be hearing it. I really be hearing a lot of shit, but it is what it is. We a staple. Not everybody can have their own wave. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, so look, man. This week, I'm glad we have a woman in the in the building today, so we can talk about this and get another perspective. Because uh, this week, uh, I know we about to talk about uh, Cardi B has been going <laughs> through some things because um, she was on her little live a couple years ago, and it kind of resurfaced and. She talking about how nothing dies on the internet. She talks. That's why about I can't never run for to, for an office. She used to rob niggas, used to drug niggas, and then rob them. You know, because she had to do what she had to do. 
And so the conversation has been like, well, you can't really be out here drugging people. Other people who have drugged people in the past have been uh, looked at it in a certain light. And um, how do we treat this particular situation? What are your thoughts? The other people that have been like drugged and raped. I'm not sure what, what on the scale makes one worse than the other. I mean, the shit's clearly a crime. Like if you drug me and I wake up ass naked and I ain't got my my watch, my wallet, none of that shit. Well, there was a gentleman who come forward and he did say yeah. he woke up, his wallet was gone, eight hundred dollars was gone, his belt was gone, and there was a used, used condom, condom on the floor. Yeah, I saw that. So he went to the bathroom, he was drinking, went to the bathroom, came back, um, and don't remember nothing else. He woke up to all this stuff gone and there was a used condom on the floor. So some sexual act did happen when someone is under the influence so, like, in this particular situation. Like, yeah, but it's still not, like. It ain't cool, man. Like, it, it ain't right. Because I remember Rick Ross catching flack a couple years ago. Rick Ross ain't been the same since. Yeah, put Molly all in her champagne and she ain't know. Got dropped by Reebok. Yeah. Like, remember, Took her home and enjoyed that and she ain't know. Rick Ross was, like, a giant star. Mm-hmm. And he not no more. Mm-hmm. Nah. It, it's literally since then. It's been downhill. Yes, yeah, I don't. Are they gonna push the button on? I don't think they're gonna push the button on Cardi. That shit gonna sweep under the rug by next week. It'll be dead. What are you thinking? I don't know. I've been asked this question so many different times. It's not right. We can't do that. But it's, I think that it just talks to a larger problem that we have in our society. Especially in the context of what she was saying and she did that for. Like, that really plays to some systemic issues that we have. But, you know, I'm not here to, you know, continue to take us there. But at the end of the day, I mean, I don't think people are going to turn her off. Because men and women and their crimes, sexual crimes, are just not, you know, they're not equated the same. And so she's going to get a pass for it. Does she need to get a pass for it? No. And is she going to ever get, like... Any kind of litigation against her for it? No. So, and it's just because of male ego and men are not going to call women on the carpet for doing it. So. I also think that reason behind that shit is some bullshit. Um, I don't think that Cardi B was ever out here stripping and selling ass and robbing people to survive. I think he was doing that to live a certain lifestyle. Okay. You know I what I'm saying? That. But it's still, at the end of the day, a like mindset. A lifestyle that you chose. Like it's you don't still, gotta but get it's still the, a mindset because like, she doesn't know outside of her environment that there are other ways to get to that. And so that's what she's just been taught is that's how she's supposed to get it. And so that's what she didn't learn. And so it's it's not right. But at the end of the day, you know, you are what your environment teaches you. Now, so what do you say about two people who grew up in the exact same house and one person just chooses a particular? I mean, y'all live in the same environment, went to the same schools, live in the same house. You chose the street route. I chose to go to school. Do we are we able to say it's the environment that made you do that or they own like I thought this shit was fun. Like I like but environment this more. means a whole lot of stuff. Environment means like who I'm like around. We don't necessarily have to have the same teachers. We might not have the same mentors. We might yeah. not be reading the same books like environment means all of that. And so that means, you know, some different things. Also, you got to keep in mind that generations make some difference, too, because I know me and my sisters are definitely different. We grew up in the same house. Yeah. But our generations are definitely different as well. So it's some other things that come in with that. But like environment is all of those things, yeah. not literally just physically the place that you are, but like right, mentally right, right. what's happening to you at the same time. It's interesting, man. Um, it's interesting. Uh, and it's an also disturbing about her other statements that she made. Um, it's all like women. I don't see how she's ever not disturbing to be personally. She clear. said there's another way to get your man <laughs> back if you cheating, if he cheating. So don't. Uh, beat him up all this shit hook up get a three have a threesome get him nice and drunk have a threesome and bring in a tranny um in the threesome and then tell him afterwards he had sex with a tranny a tranny a tranny mm-hmm. this was her words not mine i'm not trying to use the slur or whatever this brings me to a very dark story time with day i don't know uh, how how dark? Dang. <laughs> I don't know how dark I want to get on this one. Hey man, I I can share. It does, it does go there. Did you go there? No, nah, <laughs> no. Nah. 
Thank God it doesn't involve me. Oh, okay. <laughs> it does involve two people I know. I use the young lady's initial was K, and a young gentleman's name is I use his initial. Okay, was T. well, my name started with K. And it wasn't me. I just want to go ahead and point that Fair out. Fair enough. <laughs> so K and T have been dating for a little bit. K is a stripper, and I'm not finer than a motherfucker. Nice body, nice young lady, and uh, just because she's stripping though, don't mean she's trying to. Yeah, trying to get it in on the on the begin. So they've dated a couple times, and now T is like, you know, it's time to shit to get off the pot. So he and K go out. You know, they get they had drinks, having a normal good time. Uh, but he happens to slip something in her drink. You know, takes her home later that evening. They, you know, engage, and she she out for the count. Doesn't really know. What's going on? What happened the next day when she wake up? Uh, other than that, you know, some type of intercourse is taking place. T, uh, being the grimy nigga that he is, you know, kind of take the event and decide to kind of show it around the hood. Like, I finally, mm. you know, finally made it happen. You know, mm. work is back to K a few weeks later. You know, she's devastated because right. niggas in the hood and seen it. And showing up at the barber shop like his his grown legs at this point. She devastated. Cause she's just a nice young lady. Just yeah. because she stripped, don't mean that she get down some type of crazy way. A few weeks go past. She decided to call up T. You know, I miss you. You know, and I, I I kinda haze you on what happened last time, but I'd like to see you again. When I get off of work, me and some of my homegirls, we're gonna be here. Why don't you come through? You know, sound like a sound like a play to me. You and some of your homegirls one night after work. You know what can happen? They drug this nigga. Mm. You know he's fucked up. They bent this nigga over a couch with strap ons, and they had the way with the motherfucker, and they taped it as well. Man. This tape made it all around the hood. Who uh, died? Uh, <laughs> T is no longer in the state of Michigan. I know that much. So look, man. K is still stripping. So look, man. This is a da- this is a, this is a dangerous game, and this is real dirty. So what Cardi B needs to be lucky is that she's still alive, because yeah. this shit happened in the city all the fucking time. So what the girls do, they put some fucking Visine in your drink and shit, and while you drinking, you fucking pass out, and they rob you, and then once niggas wake up, they come back and they kill the girl. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So when you keep seeing these girls getting found in trunks and shit like that or this girl's missing and shit like that sometimes not all the times because mm-hmm. i can't lump everybody in there mm-hmm. but from situations and people i know like this shit happens well it used to happen a lot often in the city of detroit then people start dying yeah often and then that shit kind of held up now i don't know how they get down in new york city but like there's not no shit to play with dog mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like people you will die mm-hmm. yeah like ain't nobody got time to be you drugging somebody no man, that's like a robbing somebody really is robbing. Like robbing is robbing, right? So if you come in this bitch with a gun, strong or robbery or something, but it's something more vulnerable about when you make somebody go unconscious. Yeah. And it's something that don't sit well with people. I was unconscious. You don't know what happened. That's right. And but that's mm-hmm. why I really have a problem with a lot of what Cardi B says because she just glorifies a bunch of stuff and make it sound like she just got away with so much stuff. But we know we didn't lost people for real or right. some shit like that. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, I just wish she would just shut the fuck up sometimes. Like, for real. You know what I'm saying? Just stop glorifying this kind of stuff because we like know some, people that didn't live this life for real. Fish wouldn't Did get you? caught if he kept his mouth closed. Sometimes when they be like, you need to cancel this person, whatever, like, sometimes you need to... Mute people because you need to stop talking. Yes. Like literally. The, That's the, it. The the images that you are putting out from yourself are not good images. I just feel like she's such a cancer. Like I have really appreciated her grind, especially as a woman. I watched her on Love and Hip Hop before she even got big. Like I've, I've really appreciated right. what she's done. But I just need her to be quiet. Because now it's getting to the point where it's becoming cancerous and we don't need any more problems. Like, we really need to start pushing on some positive shit because we really in some fucked up shit. Like, at the end of the day, if we do not fix our problem with wealth, like, black people literally have no wealth. We're not passing anything down. The people before us are not passing anything down. We do not have time for that type of shit. We don't. And here she is just constantly always, like, pushing this glorification of this type of grimy shit that we kind of trying to get away from. While getting her back. 
bag. She was online last week talking about y'all mad, and she got her finances together. Like you think I'm because she just um, trademarked a little the the sound she be making mm-hmm. that oh okay or something that something. right there. So she just trademarked that or whatever. So she like y'all think I'm not gonna get, I'm getting every bag I can. Cool, I get it. You on your money tip, but the images that you putting out, it's not helping nobody else get that. Yeah, yeah. you talking about. How you used to rob because you had to do what you had to do. You didn't have to do that. Right. That's a choice. A choice. You got to understand that this is a choice. You don't have to do nothing. You can make a choice to do. You can go without. Yeah. It's a lot of motherfuckers that go without. You chose not to, so you chose to put other people in your life in danger because of it, and that's not cool. But we're not going to mute her, and like Dame said, watch this stuff just get swept under the rug. Yeah, it'll be dead in a week or two. Yeah. That's unfortunate, though. Mm-hmm. Um, the other big story uh, this week um, that's been circulating through the barbershops happens in the city of Chicago. Jesse Smollett, whatever. All 64 of them charges got dropped. 16. Um, I thought, the, oh, he was looking at 64 years. Yeah, 64 years. He was never going to jail for the shit. Let's be real. Because he probably shouldn't go to jail for the shit. Like, like in real life, you probably wouldn't go to jail for putting a, a, a fake police report. Not like no real time. Um, but I don't know that his charges got dropped. So what do you think happened? Well, I, from my understanding, he got like a delayed prosecution or some shit where he did his community service. They kept his $10,000. Um, and if nothing else happens, then these charges goes away. But they not just like, like dismissed. I know that's been the headline, but. I think that's why for them cases to be dismissed, then you don't you get your ten thousand dollars buying back. You don't do you know what I'm saying he did his like I don't think it was just dismissed. This is typically what happens when mm-hmm. in cases or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the police department was mad because like fam, we did all this investigation twice on the first on the fake shit, and then we found it was fake. We had to investigate all this extra stuff and now y'all just let the nigga walk it's they fault though if you're really getting you know i used to do uh journalism in nashville i used to report for a newspaper in nashville and the the police department wasn't supposed to be leaking all that information out in the first place so they kind of damaged their own like you know ability to be able to get him to do any time like you can't just be putting all this information out to tmz and letting them know like, we already know the check was incorrect in the first place. And then the FBI got to come correct you. Like, we already knew that that, like, they were talking too much in the first place. So I didn't think that that was going to go down in the first place. But fuck all that. Laquan McDonald, okay? Mm. Mm. Like, at the end of the day, like, Rahm Emanuel want to sit up here. He ain't said nothing about that case. He ain't said no. nothing about the corruption that went on with that. But he want to holler out about this bullshit. Like, mm. Really? It's just we shot that boy that many times. Man. Yeah. Like, why are we talking about this? You know what I'm saying? And you the mayor. Like, this is ridiculous. This whole thing makes me think, cliche alert, that this shit really was a distraction. You know how that shit come up like, oh nigga, this is a distraction to forget you to No. <laughs> like for 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 it to be as big as it was, for as long as it was, then it just goes away like, all right. What was really going on? Yeah. Because we only remember when uh when Cohen got up there and was telling old Trump. Yeah, that was day one. Like that shit went on for a while, mm-hmm. but we only looked at it on day one. Yeah, and our attention was short attention else. spans. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's every week is something new for us to cycle through. That it gives us something to talk about every other every fucking week. Shit. Yeah, but uh, but then it's gone. Yeah, I'm not with that shit, man. I hate it all. Um, I really do hate it all. And one day we'll get back. Maybe after we all read this book, we'll we'll get our shit together. So where can we find the book at? Since it's selling out everywhere, where where can we get a copy at right now? Um, well, first of all, I did drop a poetry um, album. So you can find some of the poems on SoundCloud. So you can find me at Kena in the City on SoundCloud if you want to check some of the poems out before you get the book. But it's called Aphrodisiacs, and you can find it at any bookseller. So Barnes, uh, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, uh, Amazon, anywhere like that. And it's coming out in ebook in April. So it's available. It's widely available, okay. and um, that's pretty much everything that's going on with that. Uh, I believe we start touring in June. Okay. 
So when you start book touring, you're going to come back. and Yes, I will be back in June and I will officially be having my um, book signings with Detroit Book City, the black um, independent uh, bookseller that's out here. So I definitely keep y'all posted on that. Okay. Okay. Because I'm like tradition, all my friends that have written books, you know, I'll be sure that I purchase and support and I need hand and signature <laughs> on my purchase. Absolutely. No problem. And y'all can catch and me on And we owe you Facebook. some merch too. Absolutely. I've been waiting on my shirt. You I need it. that run DMC type shirt now. You know I gotta have it. Yes. I need yeah. that shirt. It is so hot. So yes. But y'all can check me on Twitter as well. Um I'm Keena in the City and also uh author Keena Patrice on Facebook. So y'all can catch me anywhere. Okay. For sure. Um man. You got a whose man's is this? Uh yeah, it was supposed to be Joe Button. And I already gave it to him. So, okay, who bans this? Get off Big Sean Dick. How about that? Fair enough. My music pick of the week uh, comes from Middle Finger Music Group. Uh, they're local here out of out of Detroit. I don't want to say local. Yeah, independent out of Detroit. And they they got a pretty pretty uh, robust uh, roster of spitters from the city. V Styles, Fat Father. Bang Belushi, Aztec the Barfly, uh, I want to say A minus. I know I'm missing some other rappers from the city that are affiliated with a middle finger music group. No disrespect to y'all there. I just can't can't think of everybody. Nigga but they still off that Vicodin. No, I mean air quotes. Vicodin. <laughs> I'm on that good good shit out there. You know that's that's how I'm living my life this weekend. Uh, but they just dropped a project called uh, Lucy's. It's available for free download. Uh, it's like 12 tracks. And they some bangers. They got Guilty Simpson on there. Some other heavy hitters. Guilty. From, yeah, I love Guilty Simpson. Some other heavy hitters from the city. And it's a solid project. So, And it's free. I mean, if you want to donate through their band camp, you can certainly do so. And I would encourage so. Because, I mean, these artists put their blood, sweat, and tears into what they're doing. You know, I'm sure this is just to entice you for... You know, hopefully purchase later. But I mean, if you like it, you love it, support it. Shit. Facts. You know, niggas put hard work into into making their music. Shout out to Pat three one three, Foul Mouth, everybody over there, Middle Finger Music. Continue to do what you're doing, put out positive and great music. All right, man. Where can they find you at, brother? Uh Dame Gone Wild on everything that matter. Twitter, Instagram, you know, fuck with me. I'm there. I detailed my whole tragic evening. On on uh, Twitter, so I be active, baby. Holler at me. I'll talk back. Uh, I'm Jay Johnson three one three. But follow Shop Talk Podcast. Follow Shop Talk Podcast Studios. Shit. Follow this week in culture. Um, go see us, and then go listen to the review. How how what? Like I'm. It's a good movie. Go listen. Go watch it. You think about it for quite some time. Okay. Um, I like it. I fuck with it. I'm not saying that we the Rockefeller podcast, but. We are Jane Dane. Hell yeah. Peace. Peace.